the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back as we head into hour two, 602 Bill, did you speed up the clock? That was the shortest top of the hour break. I, I, <laughs> did you notice that too? Yeah. Is the time change already changing how long a minute is? <laughs> it went, went and came, didn't it? Anyway, uh, 602-5089-60. John is in Phoenix. Hello, John. Hello, Seth. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, How are you? Yeah, great, Seth. Hey, in regards to you, your, you're asking whether we should feel optimistic or pessimistic. Right. Pessimistic. Right. Let me just say, in regards to me, I find that I'm a bit pessimistic and a little bit cynical. Okay. But, but I do have a, a fighter attitude to always have in life, never give up kind of thing. Yeah. So I think maybe we could make some small small progression and hopefully you know in the elections do do win some elections and 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 you know get in there and and get some right agendas but right now here's what i'm feeling a bit i feel that we've got you know we've got the deck stacked against us mm-hmm. this is a, this is a, a tough road that we're on mm-hmm. um, we've got the the mainstream media education department of justice fbi cia um, uh, the Senate, majority Democrat Senate. So, I mean, the deck's a little bit stacked against us. When you asked about the, uh, for example, the uh, Tucker Carlson thing. Yeah. Yeah, my belief is it'll make a bit of difference, right. but probably not that much. And right. the reason I say not that much is something I brought up to you and George on one of the shows was in regards to what percentage of people are getting their media from Fox and conservative venues versus what what percentage are getting it from mainstream. Just, you know, a Google search, uh, just uh, ABC, CBS, uh, CNN, uh, MSNBC, etc. If that split is something like 75-25, it's tough for something like this to make a big difference. Oh, I think it's even more, uh, even even thinner. I think it's closer to ninety ten. I mean, when you add the newspaper, oh, yeah, add oh. the newspapers, add PBS, National Public Radio, add liberal websites. There are some. <laughs> add, add magazines. Add the NBA. Add movies. <laughs> yeah. Add schools. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's it, then, might, it might be ninety ten. Agreed. And then also open the border. Yeah. Let's open the border and get more people <laughs> in who are going to view mainstream media. Yeah. So, so the deck seems a bit stacked against us. Um, oh, let me give you the example, Seth. So sure. here's what I did today. Okay. I heard the deal about Schumer uh, bashing Tucker Carlson. Did yeah. you hear the clip of Schumer? Yeah, I saw. I saw it, and I I, and I saw three different clips of him going after. Okay, Tucker. And, yeah. and of course, it makes me want to, to regurgitate. Yeah. Or, or vomit. <laughs> um, it, it truly does um, Schumer when he does this kind of stuff because uh, uh, so uh, such political bias. Um, uh, 
So I wanted to send a friend of mine. Every once in a while when I get some news on something, I'll send my friend, uh, who's, who's very conservative too, so I'll send them a, a text with, with a clip, uh, a link to the news. Yeah. So I quickly type into Google search, Tucker Carlson Schumer. Okay. Beth, you want me to tell you what came up? Yeah. All of these, like, these links and with, with the small pictures in regards to how Schumer is denouncing uh, Tucker Carlson. Okay. And not just Schumer, but get this one. Schumer and GOP senators. Yes, right. Mitt Romney and McConnell, I think. Yeah, right. right. Okay, Schumer and GOP senators. So anybody, so let's say somebody says, oh, I hear this about, you know, Tucker Carlson. Let me do a search. Mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. They're going to get those top links up there, those five to ten top links. They're going to click on one of those links, Mm -hmm. CNN, whatever. Sure, sure. That's how Google works. That what Tucker Carlson did was just so over-the-top, biased, false, you know, et cetera. Right. No headline that Tucker Carlson did the opposite of Nancy Pelosi, or no no headline in that. uh, Yeah, okay, I take the point. Yeah, right, I can't write And then what is Schumer and the Democrats, far progressives, going to try to do? Right. Get Fox delisted? Sure, sure, (laughs) sure. Sure. So, I mean, uh, that is what they want. I mean, that is what they want. You'll, you'll recall they wouldn't even allow Fox to host a presidential uh, primary debate uh, amongst the Democrats. I think Fox should have stopped inviting them, quite honestly. You know, well, that, 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 that's, actually, that's actually a pain in my butt still. Pardon the phrase. But, you know, when the DNC said they were not going to allow Fox, which traditionally was a host of uh, Democratic uh, uh, primary debates, why did Fox then go about interviewing one-on-one each of the Democratic Party candidates. There should have been, you know, there should have been measure for measure on that one, I think. Anyway, I, any, I, anyway, I'm yeah, I, I'm not, I'm taking you off your point, but keep going, sir. So, no, fine. you didn't, no, so you didn't take me off my point. Plus, so they got Newsmax or whatever, yeah. delisted, right, right, right. just recently. Yeah. So, so uh, they had that concerted effort a while ago, right? Wasn't yep. it about six months ago? Didn't you have Obama speaking about disinformation? You betcha. You betcha. You betcha. You had Obama. And and then, yes, of course you did. And then you had, of course, the disinformation boards that. uh, Yes, of course. Right. So it's on the uh, it's on the DNC uh, list. You're not you're not going to tell me you think the Democrats believe in censorship, are you? I, I, Seth, (laughs) they're on the road. I've said this before. They are. I remember I told you I was reading the Black Book of Communism. Yes, sir. Now I, I remember that. Was, okay, I remember someone brought it up. I'm glad to remember it was Which you I now. did yeah, read yeah, and yeah. I loved because yeah. it really educated me. They are using so many of those tactics. I mean, it's of course it's, you know, it's leading to socialism. Well, this is but, my big point, John. I mean, you're right, and thank you for saying it. I, I, I have to tell you, I mean, when we are concerning ourselves with China putting balloons or TikTok over or in the country, that's one thing. But what do you say about all the Americans that are adopting that very same philosophy of Maoism? I mean, you know, there's a supply and demand problem here. Yeah, so China's supplying it, but my gosh, there's way too many Americans demanding it. Seth, I had a young a young lady when I was downstairs stretching after a run. I, I talked briefly with this young lady walking by. We start this little conversation. We're getting along okay, and, and you know it's just a nice little conversation. Then somehow something political came up, and I find out she's has uh, communist ways, and she tells me 
uh, when we start uh, sort of not seeing eye to eye, she goes, well, have you read the Communist Manifesto? Yeah. And I said, no, I know about Marx, uh, many things, but I've not really read the Communist Manifesto, but I know what it's all about as far as revolution of proletariat, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so what I'm saying is, yes, you are correct in, in, these, in the educational institutions. How old a person was that? I'm curious to know about this. She was Roughly. about 22 years old. Yeah. You know what? You, next time you do this, I'm glad you're doing this, John. This is good. This is man-on-the-street stuff. You know what I would ask you maybe to consider next time someone asks you if you read the Communist Manifesto? Hmm. Ask them if they've read the Federalist Papers. Good because point. I'm going to tell you they haven't. I know for a fact they haven't. Of course not. And, and, and it is interesting to me that, yeah, and it is interesting to me that more people, more young people, quite frankly, are familiar with the Communist Manifesto than the Federalist Papers. They are more familiar with an alien theology and philosophy than what made this country in its because theology and philosophy. Because they have a romanticized yes, view. Yes, of course. They have a romanticized view, which is what, uh, what the starting of communism had a romanticized view. And Seth, I would love to talk with you about that sometime on the show. I'll call you because uh, um, what I don't get about communism, hardcore communism, is how the heck, every time if communism is supposed to be about equality, do you get an elite class? Every time. <laughs> every time, yes. Uh, you and get a dictatorship. Well, I mean, Karl Marx explained that, too, when he called it the dictatorship of the proletariat. Um, mm-hmm. and, 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 yes, what's the old story when Brezhnev was showing his mom one of the, uh, one of the, uh, one of the beautiful, uh, well-appointed dachas with all his uh, Cadillacs and Lincolns that he enjoyed so much and all the <laughs> wonderful French appointments from all the great designers. And his mom said something to him like, uh, so this is what the revolution was all about, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. No, You're of course. You're going to have to go, I know, in a moment. But here's all I want to finish with saying. Yeah. That's what the heck happened in the midterms. I mean, we had everything that seemed to be going for us right in the narrative. The economy. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. No, but you answered. You answered what happened. There's an awful lot of 22-year-olds who believe what that 22. We underestimated how strong those sentiments are in that many people. What kind of runner are you, John? Um, I run about five miles, but but as I'm getting older, Seth, I just turned 60. I started doing interval, long, long intervals. Oh, good. I used to just do five-mile runs. I live in downtown Phoenix. What kind of uh, shoes? I, I, um, I'm running in two different types of hokas. Yeah, that'll I help. Have, that'll help. Those yep, are mine, yep, too. Because yeah. I'm, running on, I'm running on concrete. I hear so you, So I brother. have the Hoka Clifton's. Also have the Hoka Bondies. Yeah. I used to run also, though, in uh, uh, Brooks Adrenaline. Yeah, no, 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 no. Stay with the Hokas. I think those are the best. And uh, let's go get them as a sponsor. We'll be right back. Thanks, John. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero is the number. Six zero two fifty eighty nine sixty. There's a site for sore eyes. Haven't seen that name in a while. Doug in Maricopa. Hello, Doug. Hey, how the heck are you? Oh, it's nice to hear your voice. I hope you've been well. I'm fine. I I've been very well, uh, traveling quite a bit and and uh, enjoying life. Um, Quick thing here, by the way, I really enjoyed your last guest, guest, and I think you guys had really great points. But I kind of wanted to um, hit hit it slightly differently because I'm like you. Um, 
I tend to be, well, let, let's say this. I refer to myself as a very optimistic pessimist. Okay. And um, that is, you have to see what the problems are, but then you, you, you're going to, it, it accomplishes nothing to wallow in it unless you're optimistic and have some sort of course of action. And um, so the question I have is this. We talk about the liberals do this and the liberals in the university and everything, but I would like to ask the question, how did we get there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have an answer? And, 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 and what I mean by that is a setup question, yeah. because in every case, the true enemy is not liberalism. The true enemy... In every case, how did they take over the university? We ignored them. We ignored them. We ignored them. There you go. There you go. And we We ignored K through 12. Yeah, no, of course. Right. Yeah. We said the kids will grow up. They'll be fine. They'll earn their first paycheck. They'll they'll, they'll grow out of it. Yeah. That was the lab leak. That was the lab leak that mattered. Not what uh, what came out of Wuhan. This one. What came out of our ivory towers. What came out of our ivory towers. And so what happens if you have a conservative in in there... He'll say, well, let's go 50-50, 50 liberals, 50 guys. <laughs> the liberals go in there, and they say 100% liberal, yeah. kick everyone else right, out. Right. And then we go, how did they take right. over? It's because right. they truly, down in a visceral sense, believe and love their ideology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And our ideology, for many conservatives out there, and, and if, if you don't believe me, I don't mean you, but if they yeah. don't believe me, Tell me why the liberals always take over the institutions, because we're more interested in talking night yeah. John than O'Sullivan, fighting for values. John O'Sullivan was a British uh, editor-in-chief of um, National Review for many years, and he was known for something uh, called O'Sullivan's Law. Do you know it? All organizations, no, yeah, yeah, I think you'll like it. All organizations that are not explicitly right-wing will over time become left-wing. And I would like to jump in there, not because I have any words of wisdom, but because I would want to jump on the coattails of someone who is very bright. Doug's law is if you have a board of directors in any institution and six of the board members are liberal and, I mean, a conservative, and there's one liberal, what will it be in 10 years? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, Doug. You're absolutely right. And... It goes in part to the tactics that they use, um, to the tactics that they use. And it's not new. Um, you know, conservative boards of directors or boards of directors or boards of trustees who are conservative, you know, they're, 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 they're pretty good talkers, uh, when, when, when there's no issue before them. And they're pretty good talkers at, uh, you know, their conferences and their dinners. But when the issue comes before them, the last thing they want is the shame that comes with the media and the press that the liberal will use and weaponize against them. This happens time and time again, which is why I was so delighted to see that Ron DeSantis just basically changed the entire board of directors of that Florida new college. He just, he just, he just took it upon his, constitutional duty to be the first governor since Ronald Reagan to understand you have that damn power. Use it. Use it. Too many Republican governors just don't. Well, because 
being nice yeah. is more important. And that's why, do not tell me you're a Christian if you see Christian immorality. If you see immorality that's a, that's a terrible offense to our faith, if you sit back and do nothing, because you can at least say, well, I know this happened and that happened, now they're talking about our children's genitals, but at least I was talking sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know that's offensive, and if you're offended by that last referral, why are you not refer, um, offended by the act? And if it, So the only way the left can advance is if we're apathetic. And uh, I, when I go to some art soirees, I know some very conservative people leading very conservative lives, very wealthy. And if I start bringing up my, because um, I've give, given up being the nice conservative, I bring up um, more action-orientated conservatism. I hear this 100% of the time. Very good people, lovely people, say, Doug, it's not going to matter. Yeah. Nothing's going to change. Right. Don't rock the boat. Right. Don't do anything. So we're planning to fail. It's sort of like, yeah, the British are coming. Yeah. They got. Let's just be yeah. nice, yeah. you know. Yeah. And of course, there unless there's a equally strong and powerful force that pushes back, the the the, the side that has a passion will win. If you put your hand up, I've said this several times on on the show. But if you put your hand up and you push my hand and I do not push back, you will win. Mm-hmm. If you put your hand up and I vigorously push back, we're going to have a real tussle about it. Yeah. But the right has been backing up so, because we think they're going to be happy. They're never happy. So they fill the void, step in, fill the positions. And as soon as they get the position we thought was going to make them happy, they begin whining about the next step. And we go, oh, my goodness, that's just another little step. And so we back up again. And 20, 30 years later, we're going, oh, my God, look what the left did. No, no, no. Look what the religious right did. Look, we didn't fight for our core principles. That's why we have that great book out that I just adore called A Letter to American Church. We have to reevaluate ourselves, or there'll be no soldiers in the fight, or very few. Flannery O'Connor, that great novelist I like to quote, push back against the age as hard as it pushes against you. You want to know what yeah. the next two sentences are in that quote? I think you'll oh, like please them. please do. Push back, yeah, Flannery O'Connor, push back against the age as hard as it pushes against you. What people don't realize is how much religion costs. They think it is a big electric blanket when, of course, it is the cross. Something tells me you'd like that. I love that. That is what we should do. We should carry the cross and do it with joy and vigor, not go running in the corner and hide underneath the blanket. Let me give you uh, the Jewish version of that as well from the Talmud. Whoever can stop the members of his household from committing a sin but does not is held responsible for the sins of his household. If he can stop the people of his city from sinning but does not... He is responsible for the sins of the people of his city. He can stop the whole world from sinning, but does not. He is held responsible for the sins of the whole world. Pretty good, huh, Doug? Seth, Seth, that is beautiful words of wisdom. Absolutely beautiful. You brought him out, buddy. You brought him out. i got to hit the break. If you have more, you're welcome to stay. If not, it's good hearing from you. Either way, be right back. 
Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. Doug, are you still with us, brother? Did you got a little more in the tank? Well, I got plenty, and some of it's even relevant. Okay. You know. So, All right. Yeah. But uh, just adding on to what you were talking about, that the quote that you did the, just before we went to break. Oh, yeah. From the, absolutely, uh, no. just absolutely beautiful, Good. you know. And I think this is what we have to really um, do some soul-searching because one of the things in the past, the art world being very liberal, and uh, we tend to keep our heads down because conservatives love the liberals' paintings because they're beautiful. If they're beautiful, the liberal likes your painting if you're liberal. Right. And so we tend to keep our powder dry, and it's almost like two drug dealers meeting, <laughs> you know, kind of clandestine-like, you know, for two fellow conservatives. But I've had to come to the conclusion is I can no longer keep my mouth shut, even if there's consequences. And so there's been several soirees that I'm not invited back to because I'm very polite and very kind. But if we keep um, our powder dry all the time, evil continues to advance. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this in point in case, case in point. Have you seen some of the videos... Uh, one of them, I mean, it just makes you sick at what's happened to the American male. There was a woman being insulted and uh, raped several times, and no one did anything, but there were a number of people standing around recording. What the hell's wrong with it, people? I mean, we've seen this a few well, times in the last couple of years. Uh, there was that train oh. incident in Pennsylvania that I seem to recall. There was something in New York. I mean, what the hell is wrong with people? What does because citizenship are, mean? Yeah, we're gutless in our morality. We don't realize that our morality is not to pontificate and then go back to bed. Our morality is to pontificate to a bring us to a deeper understanding so that we have points of action based on those that morality. We, uh, When I was a boy, if that had happened, every one of the men there would have had that guy by his neck and almost beat him to the two, two breaths away from you know leaving. This no longer happens because our morality is more theoretical, being nice is the new sacrament. And we have to realize you can be classy, but we can be like Jim Jordan and others where we can be in your face. I swear to God, I may go down, but I'm not going to be the man who stands there and watches that poor woman. I remember when we used to hold up people like Todd Beamer and everyone knew what that name meant. I wonder how many know what yep. it means today. I really, no, I really, I really wonder what it means today. By the way, I mean, I, I, I'm going to challenge you on one thing. You'll probably agree with me. I think Jim Jordan is classy. No, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, we can be classy and aggressive at the same. Yeah, time. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 We can be classy yeah. and in your face at the same time. Yeah. This is. And, uh, and, and, yeah. No. This is. This is. This is exactly right, Doug. Uh, and 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 in a better time we were. I mean, you know, I, 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 we saw more of it at least. Tough as nails uh, was Ronald Reagan, but a man of class. We can think of others as equally true. Um, I can think of several other congressmen and senators. But I guess 
I guess what I was kind of thinking about was this notion of standing around and doing nothing. There's a great phrase. My producer taught it to me. Um, I was telling him about the old Kitty Genovese story, and uh-huh. uh, which uh, was out of uh, – was, was it Kew Gardens, New York? Queens, New York, I think, 1965, mm-hmm. somewhere about there. The phrase was plural ignorance, plural ignorance that describes that effect. Isn't that a great phrase? Plural ignorance. I love that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do. You know, this is where I think we need to realize – and I think it happened quite by accident over time, is that if you, by the way, I one of my favorite shows was back in the 70s, Firing Line with Buckley. Yes, sir. You know. Yes, sir. And he, they talked about all the issues. Yeah. And they did so in a very gentlemanly fashion. Yep. And uh, sometimes some of the great uh, witticisms and digs were so highbrow, I had to look up the words. <laughs> but the point was... He never backed down. Nope, never. We went to where being polite meant don't push it. Because That's right. The That's right. Angry. That's right. It meant bending. It meant yeah. bending rather than defeating your opponent without your opponent even quite realizing it. Exactly right, exactly. Doug. Bless you, sir. Yeah. I got to run. Bless you. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. My thoughts were short. My hair was long. You've probably heard me talking about why refi for a while now. And if you still have some questions, feel free to contact them at 888-888-YREFI34. And they can put you in touch with any number of many satisfied customers who are happily investing with them. They'd like me to ask you how your IRA is doing as well. Would you like your IRA to be earning strong fixed interest rates and not dependent on the stock market or Joe Biden's economy or the Fed? Do you know you can invest with Y-Refi through an IRA or other qualified funds? And you can keep your investment, including the high fixed interest rates you earn, tax-deferred. That's right. Your money can stay in your IRA, and you don't have to pay taxes on the income you earn. Check them out at investyrefi.com or 888-YREFI-34. Hey, Steve in Tempe. How are you? What's up? Good, Seth. How are you? I am just fine. Uh, Doug, and, Doug is is absolutely correct. There's a time that that we've got to stop with the niceties and politeness and and that time is now. There's a there's a rock star that lives here in Phoenix that wrote a song in the '70s that I'm sure you're well aware of called "No More Mr. Nice Guy." That should be the theme of our uh, our our campaign moving forward. But you know, seriously though, it's it's like I, it last for instance last night with the Tucker Carlson uh, show and 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 what he had on a show with the with the January 6th committee and what he you know his narrative about what happened there and basically exposure to what what we haven't even seen yet what what happens this morning you get Chuck Schumer uh, going front and center calling Tucker Carlson out as being a uh, a uh, bomb throwing journalist that doesn't know what he's doing that's a disgrace and all this and and who in our party is going after Schumer after making those comments and, and calling him out on making the comments that he just made this morning? Nobody. And that's typical for what I did. I did. On. I, I didn't catch got, everything, but I have to tell you, I did see McCarthy had a pretty good line um, when asked about 
uh, Mitt Romney, a fellow Republican. I don't know if you caught that. I'll, yeah. give, uh, I'll give Kevin McCarthy props for that. <laughs> and I'm waiting for him okay, to be well, upset about Eric Swalwell, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, good. Exactly. Uh, but I don't know. But you might be right. There may have been very little else. Yeah, you might be right. It's interesting how the left knows when to be quiet and when to just go ballistic. And I'm talking about, I mean, this is an example to, to that. Look at look at the Palestine situation. Look at the at the uh, pipeline that was that was blown up um, not too long ago. Look at the giant windmills that are killing birds and all kinds of animals, uh, or well, birds obviously. But do you hear the environmental groups just going ballistic about those things? We're not even uh, talking no. about beached whales either. No, right. Exactly. I was. Uh, thank you. I was. I. I knew I forgot a. That was the other animal. The, birds and whales. That's what you're thinking. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and the other thing too is that that just really uh, this is and this is a recent issue that has just. I mean, I'm a tennis player, and I don't know if you play tennis. Or I used to. Yeah. 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 Game. I didn't know you were a tennis player. Yeah. I used to play okay. high school tennis. Yeah, yeah, I played in high school and college, and then played uh, recreationally long after that, and and still do not as much as I used to. But but uh, I do follow the pro game, and there is a Serbian tennis player, Novak Djokovic. Yep, can't get, can't is, get into the U.S. And I know I know yeah. I know you know the story. Yeah, and, and Seth, explain to me how this man is not vaccinated. He's made it public that he's not vaccinated. And we will not allow him into our country to play in a tennis match for two weeks. And he's had COVID, right? He's got all the natural immunity in the world. I think he's had it a couple times, if I'm not mistaken, or more, actually. I think you're right. Yeah, Yeah, I I heard that, too. But but tell me why he cannot come into our country and play in a tennis match for two or play in a tennis tournament for two weeks, being isolated from his opponents, obviously, because he's on the other side of the net and and the audience is, is quite a quite a ways away or yeah. a safe distance away. Yeah. And and we're allowing hundreds <laughs> yeah. of tennis is like of one people. of the That's a great point. Tennis is one of the few games where social distancing is inherent to the sport. <laughs> That's a pretty good point. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. okay. And, and and it's like and then, you know, they're not allowing him to come in, but we're allowing hundreds of thousands yes, of people of to cross our border and enter our country that are that I promise you are probably 99% not vaccinated. Yeah. Why is that? That's it's a, it's a it, it's a disgrace and we, and we just do not have the, you know, back to the back to the issue of getting vocal and getting uh front and center and and no more Mr. Nice guy. I mean, we, there comes a time when when that's got a you know when when we've got a someone told someone uh, said the other day that that reminds me i think that's an early 70s song someone reminded me or said somewhere the other day that um the song we're not gonna take it came out about 40 years ago and we've been taking it for about 40 years (laughs) you know yeah Yeah. no it's what twisted sister right (laughs) we we were supposed to not be taking it 40 years ago and we've been taking it for 40 years yeah yeah. Right, yeah. another another uh, Valley resident, D. Snyder. <laughs> is D. Snyder Oddly from enough. Phoenix? No, I think yeah, it, I, uh, is he. I, I, thought, no, I saw I, th- I thought Southern yeah. California. You might be right. Uh, I, yeah, he lives here. From from what I understand, he lives here now. He's a car guy, and I know he's got you know. Right? There's uh, yeah, yeah, and oh, okay. he's uh, 
I'm pretty sure he lives here now. I don't know if he uh, was born and raised here or grew up here like uh, Alice Cooper uh, was, but or did. But um, I know he's. I think he's a resident still. I'm no pretty kidding. Sure. No, I didn't know that. Yep. Cool. All yep. right. Yep. Something new every day. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I know. But yeah, I I just think that, and um, you know, it it just amazes me. Like I said, you know, when you get these, when you have these very very vocal environmental groups that just absolutely go ballistic when something happens, that when the most minute thing happens that that um, temporarily destroys something environmental you know if, you know if it's, the, if it's an oil spill if it's a you know if it's a you know some you know if it's a pollution uh break or something like a uh i don't know a pipeline or something no, like that no. that happens these guys and then and then but, yeah they but know how like to do it said, they, they the do wind, know how to do it and it helps they do they, and it helps that they have a built-in um but they have a, a built-in press relations organization called the media, uh, and it helps yep. that they have a training facilities called the K through 12 system, and they have a finishing school called Higher Education and Academia. Um, it all helps. Yep. It all helps. Yeah, it does. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, says one of the biggest disappointments that I've that I've experienced since the, since uh, Trump was elected in 2016 was um, I was sure that. That we, you know, that 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 was the end of the media dominance in our in our in in trying to to uh, influence public opinion, and I was wrong about that. I mean, because I thought for you know, because they were all over Trump, they were laughing at him, they were saying he he was done, it was you know, and all of a sudden he wins, and they're and they're just uh, you know, I was thinking, well, their influence is over, yeah, and uh, but. I was wrong. Never, I mean, they never, come never, back. never, never, never. I know. I know, never. I know. Thank you, Steve. I got to hit the break. Maybe you'll like our way into it. Producer Bill did a good thing on the way out of that break. Uh, so while you might have expected uh, we're not going to take it from D. Snyder and Twisted Sister, he didn't do it. He went with The Who. He went with Pete Townsend from the uh, Tommy Rock Opera for the reason that D. Snyder doesn't want Republicans playing that song at rallies anymore. I remember, however, he did it for Arnold Schwarzenegger when Schwarzenegger was running for governor. He led a rally. So, well, both Schwarzenegger, I guess, and D. Snyder are, uh, no, were once Republicans. And maybe, maybe they both went down together. Thank you, um, Steve, for that call, though. I, I take the point. Um, uh, we didn't get to to my take on the pessimism thing. That's okay. We 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 got the more important voice, folks, which was all yours taking your calls this past hour. Hugh Holman's coming in next uh, next coming up at the top of the hour. He's loaded for bear on a on a on a bunch of education issues um, that are simply awful, awful right here going on in Arizona and what is being done at the uh, local school board. George Kaloff and I brought it up briefly yesterday, the Washington School Board, uh, the bias and the prejudice against, uh, against a Christian school and against teachers who they have no idea what their religious beliefs are or, for that matter, their political beliefs and the bias and prejudice that even if they did and even if they were Christian believers, that they couldn't separate they would be the only class of human being that can't separate their religious beliefs and indoctrination uh, from that which they teach in the classroom. It's raw, pure bigotry in the name of non-bigotry, and it's 
perhaps some of the worst form there is. It's the worst form there is because it's dressed up as progressive. It's made to look as if it's advanced thought when in fact it is retrograde bias and prejudice and discrimination. And the worst form of discrimination yet, that one's religious beliefs cannot be separated from their political and that because they may attend or be part of an institution, that they are unqualified to be um, educators or teachers of your children because they profess a belief that, well, not only was this nation founded upon, but that uh, Alexis de Tocqueville said was the first of our political institutions. Um, anyway, we'll get to that in just a few moments. You're not going to want to miss it. Hugh is uh, an educator himself and has built a lot of schools. He knows of what he speaks, and he's loaded for bear. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 